This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You are listening to The Arenality on RFM. Kia ora everyone, my name is Arina Aizal and thank you for listening to Otago Access Radio for my radio show and podcast, The Arenality. Um, firstly, I would like to acknowledge our listeners on Radio Kidnappers in Hawke's Bay, Wellington Access Radio, Plains FM in Christchurch, Free FM in Hamilton, and Coast Access Radio in Horofenua and Kapiti. Hello from Dunedin, and to our international listeners out there tuning into the podcast, hello from New Zealand. So, The Arenality is a platform for women with international backgrounds on their cultural identities, belonging, well-being, and passions in Aotearoa. So, usually I would do um, stories, features of uh, women with international backgrounds, um, and I've also done some reflection episodes where I reflect on some certain topics. Today's different. I really wanted to try something else. Um, and today we have Angi Kapisa, uh, my best friend. Uh, she's in Hamilton. She's from West Papua. Um, so she was actually episode two. <laughs> she was actually featured in episode two, Angi's story, uh, where we talked about her culture and her belonging in New Zealand and all that. But today, uh, doing something special, very different, um, we'll be talking about body image. Um, so before we go on about that, I do want to give a trigger warning. Um, if this isn't a topic that you might be comfortable with, uh, maybe this isn't a good episode for you. You can come back when you've Feel better, um, or you can tune in um, when you're ready. Kia ora, Angi. Kia ora, Arina. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this again with me. Bye. <laughs> I'm very sure our listeners are excited to have you on the show again as well. <laughs> and whoever remember you from the Arena LT, they're the OGs. Like. Mm. That was like episode two. <laughs> <laughs> it was like when, I think when we were still studying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. No. No, I'm pretty sure we already graduated. Oh, I think huh. it was like after that little bit. Yeah, just yeah. after. Um, but now this is episode sixty nine. So like sixty nine from episode two. That's a long way. Yeah. Oh, she's growing. Yep, it is growing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very happy with how far the show has gone as well, uh, which is why I really wanted to do something different where I bring the past guests and we talk about different things. Mm. Um, and do you want to tell people why we chose body image as an issue? Um, we chose body image as the issues, um, I think because we both experience it. Because a lot of stuff happening in our world. And um, yeah, as a woman, especially, there's a lot of pressures, not just from ourselves, but um, from the society as well, yeah. on how women should look like. Mm. But it not really depend on them, it's us. Yeah, but. I like that. <laughs> I like that because um, there will be cultural elements as well to mm. this conversation, which ties on the arenality. Um, but before we go on to the topic... How are you? How have things been <laughs> since episode two? <laughs> okay, it's been crazy, but um, so last so last year I finished my postgrad diploma, Ooh. and then now I'm working 
permanently full time at um, He Laboratories. So I'm working as a lab technician there. Wow. I'm specialized in soils or whatever. Wow. So, <laughs> Women yeah. in STEM. <laughs> no, and I. The thing that I really like about my lab is there's a lot of women that actually we all like most of it. We all women in there working there. Sounds very empowering. Yeah. Yeah. So like, oh, all of my fellow women out there. Yeah. Don't be afraid to work at the lab. Well, yeah. <laughs> mm, that's so cool because yeah. in episode two, <laughs> uh, Angie's story, you actually talked about wanting to empower. Uh, women, uh, women of color, women of Papua, mm. to go into sciences. Yeah, hmm. it's really true, and yeah, it's it's really nice because when I entered this company, I was a bit like, can I really get into this? Because usually it's mostly Pakeha, mm. but when I went in there for interview and I saw I saw another, I think another islander girl, I was like, oh. There should be a diverse diverse in this company. So I was really happy. And then I came in and I saw oh, it's actually diverse. Like you can see Maori, Wahine, and then another like um, like African ladies. And so it's very diverse, I would say. Yeah. And that's important, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, you felt confident when you saw that mm-hmm. woman um, who looked like you yeah. being interviewed yeah. as well. Yeah. That's amazing. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yay, I'm so happy of where we are now. Um, so I do want to give some updates on me as well. Um, the last time we saw each other was at my wedding. <laughs> like, I feel like we hugged a few times, but um, it was just too busy to, to chat. So this is great, you know, this feels like a catch up. Hmm. Um, So, let's talk about our personal journeys with um, body image. Um, But before I start talking about my story, maybe we'll start with yours. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'll I'll just leave the floor to you to share about your journey. Okay. So, I've been, like, struggling with my body image as well because... I've always like compare myself to other people as well on like how should I look and then like I should be skinny to be able to wear this or to be able to put this style there and there but and then it really hit me last year when I was diagnosed with PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome so it's a condition that um, is very common in women but um, they don't have um, a cure for it and then it's in like unknown um, they don't really know what's the main cause of it but there are many factors that causing it so like because I got PCOS um, I've gained so much weight because of that because I have imbalanced hormones and then it was because I was stressed out because of school like because of uni and then it was a lot and then it was hard because um, I don't know who to talk to as well, but um, the doctor was really good. She was um, um, explaining me really good, but it was really hard for me because I was like, oh, why, why I gain weight? And then why I don't have, I didn't get my um, period as well. So it was a lot for me to like um, process because literally the doctor was like, oh, you get into the pills and then lose weight but I'm like the symptoms is I gain weight so it's a bit like 
what do you want me to do then? <laughs> so I did a more of like my own research and then I joined into the PCOS New Zealand women on Facebook. So it was really good because um because they all experience the same as me. So like I have place that like I have my people that understand me. <laughs> so it was it was hard because I've always like my body was always like kind of in skinny range used to but now it's like boom I gain a lot of weight but I try to like not to push myself because like it's not my how can I say it's not my fault that I wanted to like this but like at the same time I, I need to accept it and then not um see my uh, my value just on like the way it's like why would you do that to yourself like but it's it's like a process you can't really just like okay but yeah I think it's a bit hard but I'm learning and I'm trying to like be confident like I can love people so so much but why cannot I accept myself and love myself as much yeah <laughs> mm, thank yeah. you so much Angi for sharing that um I relate to a lot of things that you said in a really different way. Um, Something I do want to mention for your case is that I'm so happy you found a community that, that, you know, the the PCOS New Zealand group. That is amazing. That that feels very supportive. And I'm sure like in that group, you would be sharing experiences and like some tips on how to, you know, um, make things better. Yeah, now feels like a perfect time to talk about my story. So last year, same like you, you know, I think last year was like a kind of bad year for us um, in terms of health. Um, So I was diagnosed with an eating disorder. And this feels weird talking about it out loud. But I actually um, told the podcast the first time last week. Um, And I feel like now... Just talking about it feels more natural. Um, at first, like talking about it would trigger myself, but now, okay, now I feel okay talking about this, especially in front of you. Like I feel like I'm just talking to Angi right now. <laughs> um, okay, so last year, I'm not sure how it happened, but I was in a really bad place in terms of eating. Um, so I have grown up thinking that eating less is better for your health. And I'm sure a lot of people grew up that way as well. Um, Like in my culture and in my family as well, there was a time where we practiced intermittent fasting, um, which, you know, has health benefits, but um, only to certain people. And apparently I wasn't those people. Mm. And I realized it um, late, basically. Um, So last year, I think there was a lot of stress on my wedding. (laughs) Because we actually planned to get married anytime um, from like the end of the year to this year. Because we didn't know when. Um, And I felt like the body that I had at that moment wasn't the body I wanted to have when I'm m- getting married. 
you know it's that it's not the body that I wish I had because um, you know when you imagine wearing a wedding dress you want to be fit you know it's um, something that I had to experience I guess and someone very close to me said um, no one wants to see a fat bride and I think that was the hardest thing I had to hear and I think that was like one of the trigger points for me um so yeah so I've had eating issues and I do don't want to go further on like the things I do and stuff because I feel like um sometimes the things that um is in mental health um like that people care about is like the things that happen instead of how you got over it so I don't mm-hmm. really want to focus on that yeah. um but what happened was I realized I had an eating disorder I went to the doctor, I went to my GP, um, I told her about it, um, so she referred me to um, the eating disorder southern specialist here in South Island, um, and they consulted me every week um for a few months until this month uh, so i just had my last appointment and what they do is that they helped with just eating normally again cuz i would like to there was a time when i only ate one meal a day only dinners like i would skip breakfast and lunch and everything in between um i don't believe in snacks because I felt like snacking is bad because you're just gaining energy. And that's like, you know, it was a really like messed up thinking. Um, now I eat three times a day and that's not including snacks. Um, like I snack maybe three times a day as well. And I never knew that eating regularly is so good for your body. Like your body needs energy to actually work. Um and that's actually more important than the way it looks. It has to function. <laughs> I did not realize that until like I learned about it. And like I wished I had the knowledge um about um nutrition growing up as well. Like, you know, portion sizes, why why carbs are important. I did not know carbs have their own special benefits cuz there was a time when I thought carbs are bad. You know, if you want to uh, lose weight, don't eat carbs. Only eat protein. But if you don't have carbs, it's going to eat off. It's going to, like, affect your whole body, basically, because you don't get carbs. Um, yeah, you know, it's a lot of, like, understanding why I have to eat, um, why it's important, um, and how to... St- how to think about how to not think about what other people say about you that was that was a hard one um i feel like i am most affected by the people closest to me um and especially growing up in a culture that supports you honestly you know like they they're very honest to support you but sometimes it's not helpful hmm they might think they're helping, but actually it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to unlearn all that and do all that again. And I mentioned this a bit 
on the Arnality last week that I had to experience Ramadan while having an eating disorder. Um, that was probably the hardest time of my life, but my nurse supported me through that. And I'm really glad, alhamdulillah, because if I wasn't fasting, I would feel less of a Muslim, which I don't want to. But actually, if it's really hard for me, I'm sure God would forgive me. Um, so if you guys don't know, for Muslims, we fast during the Ramadan month. But there are certain people who don't need to fast. For example, the elderly, um, young children, um, women who are pregnant or women in their periods. Of course, they, they wouldn't mention um, people with eating disorders. But, you know, if you can't fast, you, you can't. Um, so that was something I had to, you know, remember and think about. Um, yeah, but I'm a lot better now. I'm, I'm not like 100% better, but I, I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was a hard one. Yeah. Um, amazing. Yeah. I was about to cry when I like, talk about it. <laughs> mm, thank, and thank you so much for being here. I feel like it's easier doing it with a friend. Like I would not be able to do a arena reflex on eating disorder, on a topic on its own. <laughs> thank you, though, like, for like opening up. <laughs> mm. it's, not, it's not easy. And you opened up as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is going to help those with PCOS, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So now let's talk about healthy social media and like just the things we see online. Um, something I really like about our friendship is that we're friends on TikTok <laughs> and that's good because yeah. we just send each other, you know, those uh, peppy TikToks that we just need during the mm. time. Uh, and how do you feel about that? For like the TikTok stuff or? Just like social media in general. Mm -hmm. I think social media in general, it's quite helpful for me as well. Because um, sometimes like the doctor that I went to wasn't that helpful. Because when it comes to PCOS, it's you have to be specialized in like nutrition. And then you know have to know about like maybe women's health reproduction like more specialized so when I um when I the good thing is I open up to some of my friends and then they're like um they're master's students in like nutrition as well and then they send me like um that's the Instagram like one of the account that they it's PCOS nutritionist so it's a really good one because it's actually not because many of the other accounts that doing for PCOS they're like oh you have to cut your carbs your um what is it the other um like dairy and stuff like that but this one it's actually it's like saying it's okay to have carbs it's okay to have sugars but you just need to make it balanced because women with PCOS we have insulin resistance which means that um, we still um, produce insulin but it's that it's not um, properly used by our body because our body it's like different so when you for example i want to eat toast i shouldn't um it's better to eat it with like maybe avocados put it like some maybe i don't know like a bit of like nuts stuff like that but 
I feel like it's opened my mind so much better because last year, even though I sleep eight to nine hours, I still didn't have enough energy. But now I eat better. And then it's like really changing. I was like, oh, actually food is not my enemy. Exactly. It's it's actually like my friend. It's just like how we just like make our relationship better. Like just we need to like understand each other better oh. yeah so like now usually i have like maybe i oh, I'm, like, I'm gonna eat cake but i i eat it with almonds it's it's really good yes it's because like i have to like balance my blood sugar and stuff like that so now i'm trying to like live with my condition not um not to like fight it because it's like it's not something that they can cure it or it's not something like i can just let it go um, yeah mm. <laughs> so it's been i feel like on the instagram it's been helping me a lot as well because i always on instagram so i was like oh, i can just open it and i'm like oh there's some milk like um prep milk for like breakfast and stuff like that i can do so it's really good yeah that is so <laughs> helpful i love when you said food is actually a friend that we haven't understood yeah. um, because we didn't really have the knowledge of the nutrition part um, yeah, yeah. I used to think food was an enemy. Like I stayed away from it, thinking that if I stayed away from it, I'd be I'd look better. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not the case. It's just you know, um, it's just we didn't really have the knowledge to understand how the food helps us. True. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it when you like when you said you go to like and then consulting and then go to like the proper people that can actually lead you because yeah. sometimes if you go to like not the right person it's gonna lead you to like a bad like a wrong way kind of when you go to with like a people that actually study it and then actually want to be there and support you mm. it's gonna be good yeah. <laughs> even though it's it's gonna still be hard but still you're in a good hand kind of Mm. Yeah, I could have gone into the hands of a fitness coach or something that's going to make me worse, you know. Um, But instead, I found the nurse who in the beginning already told me, you're not going to, this is not like a weight loss training. That's Mm -hmm. what she told me in the beginning. I cried when she said that because at that moment, I still wanted to lose weight. Um. But after a few sessions, I just realized, oh, okay. So it's not about losing weight. It's about actually feeling good about yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you feel good about yourself, magic things happen afterwards, you know? So it's not about losing weight. It's just about feeling good and accepting yourself so that you have the energy to live life. Hmm. That's really true. Yeah. I feel like. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a click. Yeah. Um so we're going to wrap up this show. It's very fast, but I feel like we in our stories, we did mention cultural things as well. Um but maybe as like the end part of the show, talk about um and of some advice, you know, or something you want people to take from your story um probably the first one don't um 
don't blame yourself over the condition that happened to you. Sometimes things just happen and then uh, you just need to be really patient with yourself because I know a lot of us, like, we're really patient with others, but when it comes to ourselves, we're really harsh or we shouldn't do that. Like, it's not, it's not fair. So I'm hoping that everyone will be gentle with yourself and then take care of yourself. Even though people like still talk about you, even like after you explaining yourself, it's okay. You don't have to be like, explain yourself more. Use that energy to take care of yourself and those who really care. And what else? Hmm. I don't know. Surround yourself with good people, actually. Like good people, actual people that wants to accept you as who you are because they know because being in like hardship it's not it's not easy and then you need people for you to able to survive yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) those are very good advice Angie I needed to hear them as well um I like the first one about um being gentle with yourself there's a tiktok trend now um where it's like uh every time I'm I feel mad at myself I think about her and they would put a picture of their younger self so you wouldn't you wouldn't be harsh on your younger self like a picture of like you as a baby um so why are you talking like that to yourself you know um yeah so yeah just random tiktok trends that's in my head um healthy yeah healthy tiktok trend um okay so something that I want our listeners to take away today is um it's basically what Anki said um but I really like the part when Anki said to not explain things to people who don't understand um because you are just wasting your energy I've did not realize this, but before I felt like I had to tell people why I felt triggered. But actually, the reason why they don't understand and the reason why they perpetuate their um, the triggers to you is because they too are struggling with their own body stuff. Because if they don't care, they wouldn't even see it on you, you know? Like... Um, a person who doesn't care about their body would probably say, oh, you look beautiful. You look good. You know, they wouldn't say anything. They just, just see you as you. They don't see you as a body. They see you as a human, a soul. Like, they see you through yourself. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's something that I learned as well. Like, if people talk about your body, it's because... They're thinking about theirs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's the end of the show today. Um, so thank you so much, Angi. You know, it's been great talking to you here. <laughs> thank you so much for like giving this opportunity for me. Mm. Hopefully the ladies out there who got pieces know that you're not alone. I'm here as well. Yes. So <laughs> Exactly. Um so thank you so much um, hopefully there will be another reflection episode in the future uh, I'm going on very really random um, RNLT season now so things can happen 
We'll see. <laughs> You've been listening to The Arenality on RFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.